and we now bring you to part two of the hobo interview. After getting this conch shell necklace from a, a person named Meredith and proclaiming himself a hobo, uh, he then, by gunpoint, I might add, uh, forced his way into a 7-Eleven, stole a bunch of hot dogs, and then bribed the local chapter of hobos in Tampa Bay, Florida, chapter mm-hmm. 273. Not to be confused with the very, very nice chapter 272, which... Uh, opposed him becoming a hobo, not that I had anything to do with that, but, uh, as I'm saying, naughty, naughty, uh, no good, grody, grody pants. I, I see, I see. Uh, no love lost there. Now, I, it's, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned hot dogs and you mentioned, um, the different chapters of, uh, of the hobos. Now, I know that they're a very organized animal. Um, mm-hmm. some have compared them to bees. Others have compared them to rows of corn. Mm-hmm. Um, some have referred to them as books on a shelf, mm-hmm. the books on a shelf of the human animal arachnid world. Is there a, a like kind of a queen? Um, well, these, these are all correct. Um, the hobos themselves don't breed. They are incapable of, of proliferating their own species, much like the uh, Cylons from a Battlestar Galactica. Right, or um, modern-day Russian. Uh, no, I believe the Russians can breed. Well, they, I mean, they can breed discontent, they can breed revolution, but not smaller Russian. Uh, look, I, that's not my field of expertise, but uh, you may need to get someone else for that. But regardless, they, they aren't able to breed, so they need to uh, recruit. So what they have are um, hobets. Uh, and hobets are uh, the newly transformed hobos that... Um, Go through uh, to local towns and areas and um, try to uh, seduce members of the straight community uh, and, and bring them back to uh, to become hobos. Did you ever see the film Phantasm? Uh, I have not, no. Oh, the beginning of the film Phantasm includes a scene in which a monster lady is uh, in the bar who appears to be normal but attracts a young man to sleep with her in the graveyard, obviously to try to murder him. Mm. Uh, this is very much the same, except with less murder, no graveyards, and uh, no monsters. Well, yeah, unless you consider the hobos monsters. Um, that brings up a good point, is that less and less people these days do. I know that there's a, a, a real strident hobo rights movement. When I was young... Um, we actually had segregated schools. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I remember being in class and then there was a smaller, dirtier class of people who didn't go home after school. Yes, um, it was a train car, I assume. Yes, yes. Um, I think they made a series of books about it called The Boxcar Children. Mm-hmm. Um, all the children who lived in the boxcars. Um, I mean, we had different water fountains. Mm-hmm. Um, we had different lemon-lime smoothies. Um, we had different uh, cafeteria breaks. Um, we were always in A squad. They were in H squad in gym. Um, but now, you know, the more, you know, not a day goes by that you don't hear a story on the news about uh, hobo integration. You know, what are we going to do to take these? It's a lot like District 9, especially down with the chitness arms um, yes. and the cat food eating, really. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, what are, you know, kind of just talking a little bit through the, the beginnings of that movement, this hobo kind of integration, liberation, um, acclimation, uh, innovation motivation. 
Well, it is not entirely uncommon to find a community which still has not quite caught up to the idea that hobos, while terribly disfigured, are in fact people or were people uh, at some point, too. Um, certain areas in Minnesota, uh, Chicago, New York City, mm. uh, Los Angeles, uh, even in the White House, uh, there is still segregation against hobos uh, and a variety of other uh, hobilicus um families, mm. genus, species. Um, now, uh, in other areas like uh, Birmingham, Alabama, or a, a Little Rock, Arkansas, uh, these hobos are being integrated, moved into uh, homes, uh, mm. to neighborhoods, schools, occasionally, um, and uh, they are given um, jobs cutting grass, uh, doing maintenance work, uh, things that really help people out. Picking cotton, uh, mm. there's a lot of that going on in Virginia. Um, so you're seeing, uh, you know, there are even uh, certain areas that are discussing hobo marriage, legalizing a hobo marriage. So we're definitely uh, taking strides uh, that would be unthinkable uh, three, four months ago. Mm. Now, when you say hobo marriage, do you mean uh, the marriage of two hobos, or do you mean the marriage of a, a hobo or and a a current human being? No, no, that uh, that will always be illegal because that's gross. But um, a homo hobo uh, relationship, uh, legally recognizing that two hobos have the right to love one another uh, and rub their chitness mm. plates up against each other mm. uh, in the pri- privacy of their own home. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, do you find, um, as somebody who uh, has probably done uh, hundreds of hundreds of interviews with hobos, um, you know, you talk about hobo integration, how um, you know the hobos, uh, some of them are getting homes or getting jobs, um, two things that technically we don't associate with the uh, with with uh, either hobilicus arachnus, uh, mm-hmm. hobilicus avum, or uh, hobo sapiens. Um, mm-hmm. So do you find people who are uh, going native, as were, and then coming back? I mean, do people at, at some point decide the lifestyle is not for them and then have to crawl their way back up? Well, uh, an interesting thing is that the uh, transformation, while excruciating, uh, extends the life of a human uh, significantly. Uh, which is very helpful considering, again, that the hobos are incapable of uh, proliferating their own mm. species. So uh, what happens quite often is that um, someone will become a hobo after, say, uh, the Rockford Files cancels, uh, and then we'll wait around until it is released on DVD. Mm. Now, you, you talk about the Rockford Files. That's just an example. There yes. are many other. Um, now, Quincy, for example, was another big well, one. Well, that, that's actually what I, I was, I was uh, going to move into, is that I'm sure our listeners, you know, as much as they're interested in this dry, uh, scientifically accurate discussion of, of hobos, um, probably would like, uh, you know, the dirt. Um, can you tell us who in Hollywood is secretly a hobo? Uh, yes, I could. Um of course, Russell Crowe. That was no big surprise. Russell Crowe. 
uh, Conan O'Brien, Coco Bo. Uh, in fact, uh, his, his, uh, nine months off were not because he, um, he was fired from NBC, but because he had to go back to fulfill an, uh, a hobo oath to hobo. one of the, the high hobo lords. Right. Some kind unit. of, some kind of, uh, pilgrimage or, or yes. hobo quest. The details of which I have not ascertained. Mm-hmm. That is very private stuff. But, um, uh, there's a lot of female hobo, uh, porn stars, uh, Tara Patrick, uh, a, a um, Daphne Rosen, perhaps, um, uh, lots of lots of young ladies uh, in the uh, adult entertainment industry. Mm. Um, I've always expect, uh, suspected uh, John Leguizamo. Mm. Yes, I can understand that, especially yes. after seeing the film The Pest. Yes, and that, that's exactly what I thought of. I thought the same way that I am pestered for change and sympathy, uh, he pestered those kids in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yes, but you would be mistaken. John Leguizamo, not a hobo. In fact, he's more along the lines of a proto-human. Mm. So, yes, yeah, some kind of like a word for for human, but also less than. Yes, uh, a primate. Mm. Now, uh, one, uh, as you know, in the second episode of my show, I had the wonderful Miss Macy Gray in the studio. Oh, and, yes, yes, very talented, and, lovely. And and you know, you'd look at her and, and you would think, you know, you wouldn't think she's a hobo. But I have to tell you that she left the biggest pile of hobo grease in her seat. It was like a kiddie pool filled with hobo oils, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. essential hobo salt. Um, Gary, if I may interject, uh, it, was the chair suede? Was it a suede chair? Well, you know that I only have the best in my studio. So that yes. is the the first problem. The uh, the the hobo will uh, their their armor will react to suede because mm. it is a little bit too uh, classy for them, and they will seek to destroy it through oils and uh, you know what have you. Well, uh, that that's undoubtedly why she was so uncomfortable because not <laughs> only did I have a suede chair, um, I had an ultra suede chair. Yes, and perhaps because you were naked. Uh, I I was. I just did it to make her more comfortable, though. Yes. Um, she insisted on uh, coming to the studio on all fours naked, um, and like I said, left that, that pile of grease. So that's a, a, a dead idea of a Hall exclusive. Uh, Miss mm-hmm. Macy Gray, jazzy mm-hmm. soul singer, raspy voice, all in all, um, most likely a hobo. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. Well, uh, Doctor, I think that's about all the time that we have. Um, is the, if you can just leave me with one one takeaway, just one final thing about the uh, the hobo that you would like our listeners to hear, um, what would that be? Uh, hmm. uh, a little bit of a, a word I came, a phrase I came up with to uh, warn people about hobos is um, uh, limbs of four, okay by me. Limbs of eight. Get the hell out of there. Smile.
Uh, this is Gary Butterfield, and I'm at the Behenerdrenden Civic Opera Shack, continuing our our look at uh, Hortense B. Soundheim's Hobotown the Musical. I'm here with uh, Dr. Javier de Javier, um, who's charged with the nigh impossible, yes, uh, the nigh impossible task of interpreting the music of Soundheim. Welcome, John. <laughs> Thank you very much. Now, Javier, I can't help but notice that we're in an incredibly small room. In fact, I'm sitting on your p- <laughs> Feel that? Delightful. Space is at a premium in the Aqua Shack. Well, to, to be honest, um, I didn't expect to be in an actual shack. Well, that's a silly billy willy thilly. Thilly? Uh, I mean thought. Oh, um, okay. Um, here we are in the shack. I'm sitting on a piano and... <laughs> Stop that. It tickles your pickle, don't it? <laughs> now, moving on. You're a taint pickle. <laughs> anyway, um, there are a lot of songs in this musical, and you've had to interpret them all. Yes, yes, I consider myself a funnel for which genius sticks. Yes, well, um, yeah, let's talk about some of the songs. Um, we have, uh, It's a Hobo's Life. The Binda Sweet. Councilman Snivish's rant. Hey, hey, watch me now. Three to a bean. Burned out husk of a barrel fire boogie. In Hobotown. In Hobotown. Reprise. The three ghosts of breadline futures. Patch knees and spelling bees. Whisper hobo code into my ear. The ballad of little Tony. All the world's a toilet and we are merely pisses and shitters. Hobo birth. Hobo death. Hobo static. A fine arch drone. Councilman Snivish's pants. Boxes make okay shoes. Hey, let's publish a newspaper. 
echoes, parentheses, shouting out the name of each bus that goes by, end parentheses. Drink it and find out. Skateboard for legs. A thousand yard stare. Feed me, you feed my dog. And finally, um, there's a song that you're going to play for us right now, live, uh, for the Dead Idea Valhalla audience. Um, it's a song called The Loneliest Hobo. Is that, that correct, uh, uh, Javier? Yeah. Yeah, yes, yes, very much so. All right, Javier, uh, take it away. Let's never shiz evil rant. I know all about his evil plans. I've got this responsibility in my hands. What will I do about it? They won't let me share their songs. They won't allow me to share in their dog. Last week, I showed them some shoes I found, and they just put their hands in the pockets, and they, they just looked around, and I made them soup out of those shoes. No one said anything, it gave me the blues. I found a bottle, and I offered them all a sip, and when they found some leftover ketchup, well, they wouldn't give my crust a dip. Wouldn't give my crust a dip. Can they dip it crust? No, no. sleep I weep I doubt the company that I keep alone I remain it makes me disdain is it in vain shall I allow those condominiums be built do I see hobo blood spilt heavy is the burden of the lowliest hobo heavy is the burden of the loneliest hobo Heavy is the burden of I Heavy is the burden of the loneliest hobo Heavy is the burden of I Oh, uh, uh, excuse me Bravo, bra- bra- bravo, bravio, bra- bravio, <laughs> Mr. Havio. Thank you. Havio St. Havier. Thank you. Um, yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah, thank I, you I so much. I haven't heard, you know, such kind of... Havio! What, what? Who is this Yintal Hoover? Oh, oh, oh uh, I, uh, Mr. Soundheim. Like, yeah. You fucked up! Oh. No, take your hands off. You interloper, get out and don't let the door make you strumbo on the way. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? If you like what you just heard, why not tell your friends about it? Why not follow it on Twitter or Facebook? Why not rate and review it on iTunes? Uh, Why not send me an email at deadideavahala at gmail.com? Why not visit the website? It's www.deadideavahala.com. Why not shout it from the rooftops? Tell everybody about it. It's a new podcast. Tell people to listen to it. I do the same thing for you.